Welcome back to another episode of Zebo Talks. Today we are joined by the lovely Kira Connolly. Today Kira will take us through psychological flexibility and navigating change and what this looks like. Kira, we start off by telling us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is uh, Kira Connolly. I'm an integrative counsellor and I'm also a wellbeing specialist here at Zebo Health. So my practice so far in my career has been very diverse. Uh, I work with issues such as self-care, work-life balance, uh, self-awareness. I like to help my clients find meaning and purpose in their life and also support people coming to terms with disabilities and long-term illnesses. So when I'm working with my clients, what's really important to me is that all my therapeutic models are grounded in a humanistic approach. So this basically means that there's no one size fits all when it comes to therapy. What I believe is that each model needs to be based off the individual and the client's needs and what they what what goals they really want to get to. And then through therapy and uh, mindful self-care, I help uh, my clients get to that place and resolve and soothe uh, some of those issues that are there as well. That's amazing. Thanks for describing that, Kira. Um, I suppose we'll jump into the topic itself then. And what is psychological flexibility? Okay, so we will explain this in maybe two different kinds of ways. Um, so the working definition that we have from Bond would be that it's the capacity to fully uh, contact the present moment um, and then change the behaviour based on our values in that moment as well putting it in kind of layman's terms, psychological flexibility is having the, the ability to assess how we feel in the moment, so we're present, but then to change the way that we behave and think. So we're staying on course to where we want to go, if that makes sense. So psychological flexibility is having flexibility in our thinking and our behavior. So a lot of the time, uh, if you think of, kind of any, any, any situation, we, a situation that is unexpected, we have a quick reaction. A lot, of, a lot of the time when we react to situations, it's not necessarily coherent, doesn't really maybe make sense. Or maybe we say something that we don't necessarily mean, or we do something, you know, we just react. Having psychological flexibility, what we're trying to do is slow down that response, that we're not just reacting to situations all of the time. We're maybe recognizing that, let's say, anger is with us. Why is that anger there? How would we like to deal with it? And that we, instead of reacting incoherently to our values, we're reacting in a very coherent way that's helping us all to move towards that kind of shared goal or that value, be it kindness, be it professionalism, be it, you know, uh, work-life balance, you know, even in a sense of, let's say, people-pleasing, people-pleasing, sorry, behaviours, we're not saying yes to everything very quickly. We have that time and space to kind of uh, think about it. Can I do this? Do I have the capacity to do it? And say yes to when we can and no when we can't. So with flex psychological flexibility, it's flexibility about flexibility. You know, nothing is going to be set in stone. And it's just recognizing that there's more than one way of thinking. And depending on how we're feeling in that moment on that specific day, that's what we're going to base our answers off, our behaviors off, our thoughts off, you know. So we just really want with psychological flexibility to be open, open to other thoughts, opinions, thinkings and behaviors, and not kind of always staying in that autopilot mode of just doing rather than actually being present and acting upon our values 
And how does someone go about achieving psychological flexibility? Um, so there's lots of different theoretical perspectives. Probably my favorite is from um, acceptance and commitment therapy. Okay, so we call that ACT. You might hear me say that throughout uh, today's session. So um, really what ACT says is that there are six as aspects of psychological flexibility and each component component represents what psychological flexibility is so we need all all six of them so if we've got six but we're actually going to break them into two different categories okay we have the commitment and behavior change process but so that's for three and then the remaining three is for the mindfulness and acceptance process okay so if we think about it in a sense that um you know how can we act or think according to our values if we don't know how we truly feel or what we really want in life okay so that's why it's separated into two the mindfulness and the acceptance is really really important so understanding our values and ourselves and then with that knowledge we can then use that as fuel to get the car moving and we that can then commit and behave and get ourselves to you know where where we want to go so if we think about uh, how do we actually achieve psychological flexibility, firstly, we're going to be looking at acceptance. OK, so as I was saying earlier, is that one of the key things with psychological flexibility is that I need you to be open, open to other thoughts and uh, beliefs and uh, experiences and open to change in the way that that maybe you typically think as well. So there's openness there. Um, kind of to to the wider reality but also openness to sit with uncomfortable emotions this can be really difficult because a lot of the time you know with anger we maybe shout or we we maybe run away from situations because obviously we don't like dealing with it like anger is not a nice emotion you know there's um it's an important one but we might not necessarily like it well with psychological flexibility for us to be able to manage it differently we're gonna actually have to sit with it for a few minutes listen to the message that it has to say and then we can decide then how we want to deal with it so even though these emotions are uncomfortable we don't enjoy them just remember that all emotions pass no emotion is permanent they're all transient so they absolutely will pass Secondly, what I'll ask clients to do is we're now going to learn some skills to actually detach from thoughts. So we're sitting down with the with the anger, the emotion that's with us. We're having a cup of tea with them. And now they're, you know, telling us uh, their story and why they've paid us a visit, let's say. So what we want to kind of recognize is, OK, is what they're saying to me helpful or is it unhelpful? You know, are they delivering me an important message to help me to stay safe or is this anger maybe assuming what someone is saying? Is it jumping to conclusions? Is it maximizing something or is it minimizing something? This, for some people, uh, they may recognize some of these terms. We call these um, unhelpful thought um, patterns or cognitive distortions. These are a key kind of aspect to CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy. So if someone has experience with CBT, they would... Uh, find they, they would know how to kind of do this exercise there are loads of online resources if someone does want to explore that or um, if you're not sure exactly how to learn to detach from our thoughts you can absolutely do this on a one-to-one -one basis with a counsellor um but what we're trying to do is observe the typical thought patterns that we have and avoid being consumed by our thoughts okay so now we're kind of looking objectively rather than subjectively and trying to see okay what information is there to support the thought or what's there to kind of disregard it 
and how can I react that is in a way that's also reflective to my moral values and my core values as well. So we do this a lot of the time through talk, maybe talking to someone and getting uh, kind of that verbal feedback. Others like to do it kind of personally, like journal. So we journal our thoughts and we reread over them and see, um, you know, what we think about them. Can we reframe them? Or we can do it in that counseling session where we learn how to actually reframe our thoughts. Um, there's a lot of information here, so don't be too overwhelmed. As I was saying, you know, if this is familiar to you, absolutely fantastic. But if not, absolutely, I do reach out to that medical professional or to that counsellor to ask them for a little bit more information on anything that we discuss uh, today. But I'm going to move you on to the third thing. OK, so we're, we're nearly halfway there. So I was I mentioned earlier about how important mindfulness was, you know, how can we live uh, a life that's reflective of our values if we actually don't take the time to stop and think about what are my values what do I stand for what do I like what do I don't like what do I want from life you know so number three is that we want that present focus perspective okay we are often in this autopilot pilot mode that I was talking about earlier and we really do need to be present to achieve psychological flexibility so what we need to start doing is helping ourselves to learn how to come into the present moment. So before we even get to the values, we want to learn how to bring ourselves there. So we can do this through mindful meditation, through our breathing exercises, maybe when we recognize that we're triggered, we're feeling anxious or maybe overwhelmed, or even just practicing it as mindful self-care, trying to spend a little bit more time with ourselves rather than, you know, answering work calls or emails or being on, engaged on social media. You know, we're always consuming something. And when we're, when our attention is, you know, constantly being kind of pulled in 101 different directions, we then forget about ourselves. You know, so it's really, really important that if we're achieving psychological flexibility, that we start reminding ourselves, oh, how am I feeling today? How how's my energy levels? So do I need more sleep or do I need some food? You know, we need to start looking after ourselves. So we're just going to try and build that real positive relationship with ourselves and uh, build up that kind of mindful uh, muscle in our brain, too. With that. We're going, then going to move on to step four, which is observing the self. OK, so this is our fourth aspect of psychological uh, flexibility. So observing it's observing self is simply observing the self, getting to know yourself. So now that we're practicing how to be mindful, we're there, now going to do a little bit of investigation, getting to know ourselves a little bit be better, recognizing our behaviors that are helpful and recognizing our behaviors that are unhelpful and the same for our thoughts and emotions too. Now we've got a good sense of self, we can then begin to um, deepen that sense through values clarification, which is our fifth aspect of psychological flexibility. So it's really important that we take time to discover the things we need as this is gonna help us to move forward in life, okay? In a way that's gonna be fulfilling. Remember, that's what we're trying to achieve here. We want to be happy. So we want to make sure that we are living a life and a happiness that is defined by us, not by our boss or our fellow colleagues or social media or our family. You know, there's so many external influences out there that very quickly we forget to listen to our own voice. Remember, that's what we're trying to build here with psychological flexibility. 
is that we're listening to our voice first. So uh, by listening to ourselves and learning about what we like and what we don't like and what's important to us, clarifying those values, now we have a roadmap. Okay, so these are the places that I want to go. How do I get there? And that brings us to number six. So this brings us to our last aspect of psychological uh, flexibility, which is values uh, in action. So this is where we put our goals into action. Okay, so we've done number five. We've done all the hard work. We now have good, clear clarification of what gives us a sense of meaning and purpose in our life. Now we're following it. We're going to do something about it. This is going to give us such a good like roadmap or just guidelines as when we're making decisions in our lives that we can kind of go back to them and say, okay, is this in line with my values? Yes, I'm going to do this. No, it's not. So I'm going to say no. So this is going to be really, really helpful. So with the psychological flexibility, it's not only allowing us to slow down a little bit in our reactions, but it's also, also allowing us to reach our full potential as we're now making decisions based on how we truly feel we're controlling for all those external influences the opinions of work our friends social media all of that there and we're really listening to the most important voice which is ourselves but we also have that flexibility there to recognize that sometimes our voice can be wrong and we don't mind sitting with the thought we have that openness to sit even if it does feel uncomfortable and work with it to help us to find the best possible uh, solution or uh, approach. Zevo is a fully integrated workplace wellbeing provider. We understand that every company has different goals, needs and characteristics. Our team of psychologists, performance nutritionists and experts in the field of physical health conduct in-depth research and thereafter develop and tailor strategic corporate well-being programs based on the outcome for each organization. Our health and well-being technology helps take the pulse of your employees' well-being needs and promote positive engagement in your organization's well-being programs, encouraging them to move, nourish and inspire. Our broad range of services, available both online and on-site, are designed to improve employees' overall well-being and increase engagement within the workplace. We aim to create the healthiest workplace across the globe to ensure that your most important assets, your employees, are energised and thriving. Contact us today to start your workplace wellbeing journey. www.zevohealth.com Okay, Kara, I'm just wondering then, um, what would, like signs would you look at within yourself to see if you weren't um, psychologically flexible? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so it's going to be different for for everyone, you know. A we're like none of us are perfect either, you know. We're not ne- we're never going to get a hundred percent all all of the time. So that's really important to say too. Um, but what we want to do is, if you're curious to be like, you know, do I have this psychological flexibility? It's maybe we want to check in with ourselves. Okay, what is my current narrative? What is my current way of thinking? We all have this autopilot mode, or we tend to. Re- react and communicate in the same ways kind of have this this go-to way of communication we just want to make sure that is that go-to way actually the most helpful or the most um the most helpful or the most uh productive so for example okay do you find that are you present in the moment we talked about how important mindfulness and presentness is today is that something that you can relate to if not do you feel like you disconnect from your from um, 
from kind of the world quite a lot. So are you preoccupied with the past? Are you current? Are you always preoccupied with the future? You know, that kind of way where you're maybe, let's say you're at work and you're concentrating on tasks. The next minute you're five years down the line and you're worrying about the housing crisis when you're no way near, you know, thinking about buying a home or anything like that. Or possibly you're um, constantly replaying an argument that you had, you know, with uh, a, a colleague or a friend maybe two or three years ago. Are you constantly disconnecting from that present moment? Is your mind bringing you uh, to uh, other places which are unhelpful? Um, when I spoke about values earlier, did you kind of go, oh, yeah, I know mine are X, Y and Z? Or were you thinking, actually, I'm not too sure what my values are? What is important to me? Um, you know, we could have, have maybe lost touch with that a little bit um, as well. When I also maybe was mentioning about flexibility, flexibility about flexibility, openness to other opinions and ideas. If you maybe kind of shut that down or was like, no, I don't, I, I don't like the sound of that. Maybe, you know, that we, you, you have a tendency to kind of, you know, have that rigid perspective or like black and white thinking. This, this could be kind of, you know, putting us in a tunnel where we're not able to see, you know, the other different possibilities of dealing with certain situations or relieving stress as well. And um, we may feel that we're kind of uh, blinkered in a sense. Um, but also as well, you know, if 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 we're if we're trying to assess whether we're psychologically flexible or not, maybe it's just looking at our actual willingness to sit with uncomfortable emotions, or um, you know, being open to kind of listen to them or quiz them or challenge them a lot of the time want to push and and ignore and that's super understandable as to why we want to do that that's that's no problem but you know short term it may offer us a sense of relief but long term these strategies are not helping us to get us where we want to go it's long term is causing us more stress, you know, short term, you know, we, we OK, it's, we feel better for maybe one day, but we're possibly just prolonging and pushing off a stress that if we sat with it and we challenged it, maybe we could relieve or soothe it as well. So if we want to move forward in with regards to who we want to be and where we want to go, we really need to engage in those actions that work for us in the long term, rather than using the short term kind of distraction or uh, avoidance techniques. So if we, if you are kind of to answer just a little bit more <laughs> concisely, um, if you are kind of wondering, you know, about psychological flexibility and how much do you relate to it, remember again, none of us are perfect, but if you can relate to anything there, you feel like you do have a tendency of thinking or behaving, which after you're kind of going, no, that wasn't very helpful, or it isn't necessary, you're finding yourself a little bit stuck, then maybe this is something uh, that you can kind of investigate a little bit more and see, uh, you know, is there an aspect here that you can work on? So if someone was kind of described themselves as stuck, do you think psychological flexibility will be help them along kind of thing and be an asset to them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So psychological flexibility is, you know, it's going to help us in loads of difficult situations. You know, uh, if we're feeling stuck, if we're, you know, not sure maybe how to react to a confrontation or a conflict, or even if we're trying to make a big life decision, you know, we're trying to decide, okay, like, 
where do I want to live? Do I want to move? What, what, where do I want to go in my career? You know, all of these big questions. Psychological flexibility will help us, again, to sit down with these thoughts, to listen with them and to go back to our values and see, you know, kind of where this all, where it all fits. And we have that roadmap then to help us to inform that whole decision making process. So, yeah, like with the stuckness, the place we probably feel the most stuck is when we're having to deal with change. Oh, my God, it's the one thing that we all absolutely dread. So change is it's ambiguous, I suppose. You know, we don't know exactly what it is, but what we can say about change is that it's constant, it's global, it's inevitable, and it is stressful. <laughs> And as you know, whilst we can't control change and nine times out of 10, we can't predict it that it's coming, you know, um, what we can control is our attitude towards it. So psychological flexibility allows us that space to breathe and allows us to kind of recognize, okay, there is 101 different options here. And, you know, we're not in that, we don't have that kind of tunnel vision or that blinkeredness in a sense of, you know, I only have one way to deal with it, which is the way that I always deal with it you know so I'm psychological flexibility again it's going to allow us to connect to that present moment okay while acting on longer term values instead of those short term impulses such as anger frustration with the change we're going to say okay um let's say if I take the example of maybe losing a job and maybe being made redundant you know we have that anger whilst has whilst it has place has its place and once we feel like we have the resilience then to come into a place of acceptance of the situation we can think about okay what can we do about this you know we can look at the thoughts we can look at how to use mindful self-care to soothe and treat the emotions that are with us in that such a difficult situation but also we can then cultivate some of that emotional energy to help us to maybe send out CVs or even write the CV or explore the market that's there as well. So what we want to be doing is with psychological flexibility, when we're navigating change is observe our thoughts and feelings without judgment, no getting caught up in them. We're observing them and again, helping us to get back on track. So we pull out that roadmap again and we say, okay, what's important to me? Where do I want to go in life? And then, you know, we have that, that sense of fulfillment that we're helping ourselves to get there. So psychological flexibility is going to allow us to create that distance from our thoughts so we can respond in line with our values rather than react or again, bring us back to that word feeling stuck, not knowing where to go. Thankfully, now due to all of our hard work, we have that fantastic roadmap. So I'm um, really, you know, the goal is, you know, when it comes to psychological flexibility, to, we want to become the best version of ourselves and, you know, give ourselves the chance, the opportunity to fulfill our potential. You know, we're all capable of using, doing amazing things. So we just want to achieve those amazing things, but mindfully in a sense that we don't want to be setting those super high expectations for ourselves as well. We want to be doing it every step of the way, having that present focus, that uh, connection with ourselves, checking in and, you know, whilst we're getting to the places we want to go we're doing it in a way that is helpful to ourselves to those around us but we're also keeping our mental health and our physical health in mind as well not just occupational and intellectual so yeah it's through the ability to stay in contact with the present moment regardless of unpleasant thoughts feelings or bodily sensations while choosing 
our behavior based on the situation or our personal values. So again, if I just bring you back to almost the analogy of, you know, let's let's say that anger is a person and they're they're coming in our front door and we invite them in to sit down with a cup of tea and to speak to us, you know, and we're listening to what they're saying. And we get to make that decision whether we're going to take this information or we're going to, as the person leaves, we're going to say, yeah, no, I don't agree with anything that they're saying there. This is actually how I'm going to deal with it. You know, when the emotion comes in, we don't always have to take its advice, but we do want to sit down with it, even though it's an uncomfortable uh, situation or it's an uncomfortable emotion or discussion even. But we want to take whatever it is and then see does it align with those personal values. And if it does, then great, then help us to get us where we want to go. But if it doesn't, we don't have to do what it's telling us to do either. We can change it and adjust it so it is in line with those personal values. So with psychological flexibility, kind of to wrap everything up is that it's we're building that self-awareness that we know when we're heading off course with regards to that roadmap of our values and we can pull ourselves back onto it. And this is going to help us to to have that, you know, super really fulfilling and meaningful life that we've built for ourselves. You know, we're not following ones that we're seeing on social media or what our family or friends are telling us to do. We've built this ourselves because we've built a really, really good relationship with ourselves and we know ourselves well. Let's take a moment to breathe with a lot of information <laughs> thrown at us so far. <laughs> we're going to stop here. Um as I was saying, you know, psychological flexibility, we're just really exploring the concept and really seeing how it works well in everyday life, you know, how it can help us deal with change and also decision making. Uh, you know, hopefully I've sold it to you all. It's fantastic. Um, but let's just, I want to leave you with these three kind of points. Okay. This is my take home message is that be patient, you know, ask for support if you feel that you need it. This is all very overwhelming. We, you know, some of us, um, we have so many different responsibilities. We have work, we have our families, we have our friends, you know, we can't, we can't know everything. We can't, can't be doctors and psychologists all on top of that as well. You know, we have a profession that's just stick to it, you know? So if you do need that support, ask for it. If you're seeing something and you're not really understanding what it is, but you're curious and you want to learn, reach out to those who do know. Um, Ideally, you know, what the kind of take home message for psychological flexibility is, is that we're working to understand our thoughts, our values and our feelings. And we're trying to, number three, my last message is to practice mindfulness and gratitude regularly. We're not doing this because we, we, we're imperfect people or we need to improve or become better. No, we're doing it because we want to live a life that is reflective of what we want. You know, there's no carbon copy. We're not all the same. There is no one size fits all, you know. So get to know yourself, find out what that actually looks like. And then we can start living that super meaningful and happy life. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. Hopefully I haven't uh, completely <laughs> overwhelmed uh, everyone here. But as I was saying, there's so many resources uh, online, loads of resources from ACT that I was telling you about earlier, too. So if you really are intrigued or curious about this topic, uh, do check out those resources. And again, thank you so much for having me. Kara, that was brilliant. It was really, really insightful and kind of thought provoking looking to ourselves and hopefully find something that we like and definitely areas to help us improve how we kind of deal with ourselves internally as well so thank you very very much for joining us and thank you to you the listener for joining and we look forward to welcoming you to another episode